Good morning. Welcome to the morning chat here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM WAOV and 97.3 FM in Washington. I'm Ed Ballinger, your host, and our first guest this morning is Vincent City Engineer John Spray. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Needless to say, I know where we're going to start. Uh-huh. It's where we're going to start for the next, can I roughly say two years, maybe? Uh, Washington Avenue? Well, one more year. And then? Yep. Then we'll be done. For how long? Oh, right. Yeah. Then we'll be off for two years and then back on again for yeah, a year. Yeah. This is one that's not going to go away. But yeah, okay. Right. All right. I, I tried to get it going this morning. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Where do we stand right now, John? Well, we had a busy week uh, last week. Um, we got down the last three layers of asphalt on Wednesday. We got the second layer of base down. On Thursday, we got the intermediate lift. And on Friday, they got surface down. So uh, big progress in the last week. And now we are pouring concrete like crazy. So, um, And that's really what we have to finish it out is the next critical step is... Um, uh, sidewalks, driveways. They're doing driveways first because um, we have to kind of rotate those. We've got uh, several residents that ended up share that will end up sharing driveways. So we pour one, and they use gravel until the other one cures out. And then that's not uncommon, though, is it? Um, no, no, I didn't no, think it's so. not uncommon. That's that's pretty typical. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, service down, and we just want to remind everybody that the road is still closed, and that's the main thing. Um, I will be announcing, or the mayor's office will be announcing uh, very soon when we will be opening it, opening it. Um, I would, I'm going to speculate and get your hopes up and say maybe early next week. So um, get my hopes up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, we have striping scheduled for Thursday, I think. So they'll they'll be down here to get that knocked out. Um, I know a lot of people are tempted to go through there right now, but um, I do want to thank Vincent's Police Department. They have been phenomenal um, down there in that construction zone. They've been sending us as many as two guys on morning shift, um, which is most of the day. And um, they have pulled over dozens of vehicles every day um that they're out there and it's made a huge difference in cutting back traffic that are it's mainly the the cut throughers um do you think though let's let's be honest now mm-hmm. do you think some of them don't realize they can't do that now because no i mean no there's no about, excuse oh okay all right all right <laughs> we, there are there are two sets of barricades you have to drive around to get into the construction zone they say road closed there are eight foot wide barricades there's two road close signs you have to go around there's a speed limit 10 sign no there's there's no excuse people who cut through they know exactly what they're doing so if you go through it you better be going up to the golf course mm-hmm. or get something there. or you better live there oh you better live there yep and they will check your license and if it doesn't match sorry yeah Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sure they, I'm sure a lot of them have tried that and they're like, nope, not having it. No, but, but here's the thing is, here, here's the thing. They could tell because the golf course road basically is the halfway point, you mm-hmm. know? So, I mean, yeah. if, they, you go, if you keep going past that, right. then they know, hey, you're not, 
you're going yeah. through. Early on, they, they were struggling being able to identify cars that were just cutting through. Um, but they figured out pretty quick if they can if they sit on the bridge, um, they can see in their mirror who's coming around the bend because there's a bend right there at the Absolutely. bridge. Absolutely, yeah. And if you're anywhere past that, you can't see where they're coming from. So, but they figured out pretty quick if you sit on that bridge, you can see behind you, and you can see when they come around those barricades, and when mm-hmm. they keep going, they right. just follow them out and light them up and uh, inform them politely. They should not be doing that. Okay. The thing is, if you're from that area, they probably know you now. I mean, right. uh, you know, uh, the golf course does get in the restaurant, get a lot of business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but you will turn off. Right. So, so you're not going through because you're turning off. All right, right. We got that. Yep. And a lot of the locals have been very polite, very courteous with their speeds. Um, a lot more. They're very patient with um the construction traffic that's going on you know we have trailers skid steers things we have temporary blockages of the road um they've been very polite and it's the cut throughers that that seem to be uh lacking the patience yeah so trying to be sneaky on us right (laughs) well it's it's for all good because it's it's a lot of work yeah you know and then the last thing that we need to do is have it damaged or Mm -hmm. before it gets completed and it will get completed and then we're going to get a little bit of a break. Yep. And we're going yep. to feel good about ourselves. And and then we're going to hit them again in April, right? Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I would or maybe say. maybe sooner? Yeah. They, so we've, oh. not, we've not discussed that yet. We've been really focused on this phase, the what I call MOT phase three, uh, bridge eight to Bell Crossing. And um, Am I supposed to write not, that down? Uh, you can if you want. MOT. The guys, even the guys working on it get it confused because we had in in Washington Avenue phase one, we had two utility phases, phase one and phase two. But we had three, we have three maintenance of traffic phases, one, two, and three. And yeah, it got really confusing. And yeah, we all had to write it down. <laughs> Me, it's the first phase. Next phase is coming up is April. Yep. That's Then that's why I look at it. Yeah. So um, they the Kern's excavating by contract is released after the first of the year to start whenever they want. Um, so, like I said, we've not discussed that. We don't have a date for when that's going to happen. But when that does happen, um, it will be closed to, to to through traffic again, just like it is now. It'll be the same section. Well, it's going to be tough. But it's going to be easier because it'll be fully accessible like everybody will just go to bell crossing golf course um forest hills drive the trailer parks landry drive everybody will just go to bell crossing because at bridge eight we're gonna have solid barricades there will be no cut throughs it will be blocked off there may be even concrete barricades because there will be no reason to cut through anymore because the local traffic will just be the crestview estates trailer park um, and that's it. And then um, Wildwood occasionally on Saturdays, uh, things like that. And that's it. So there's a lot less local traffic what about in the, the park? next section. That, um, so when we get to this section from Niblack, so, so the goal is to work between Bridge 8 and Niblack mm-hmm. in the spring. Right. Um, get as much of that knocked out. And then, again, we don't know specifically. That doesn't seem like a big area, though, is it? It's not. It's mostly just running storm sewer and then the roadbed. All right. And, again, I don't know how much we'll – I don't know that we'll go all the way to intermediate lift of asphalt. 
and then before we move on between Niblack and um, uh, Emerson, um, but when we do that section that encompasses the entrance to Greg Park, that entrance will close, and we will actually make a clockwise um, traffic rotation in Greg Park. So the one way of the loop that goes closest to Niblack and closest to Washington Avenue will actually reverse that and make a clockwise rotation and just use the Niblack Boulevard entrance okay. as an entrance and an exit. Okay. So to kind of sum things up right now, mm-hmm. we're, we're finishing off, we're finishing up mm-hmm. this first part. Correct. Right. We're just, but then the next step will be, it'll be open to through, for through traffic, right? Or will it ever be open for, for through traffic? Yes. As soon, I think early next week we'll open it up. We'll pull all the barricades. Um, we will maintain a 20 mile per hour construction speed zone. What about a weight limit? Uh, weight limit will be lifted. I mean, it, that'll just be up to the bridge eight signage. Okay. Um, but uh, we're going to maintain a 20-mile-an-hour construction zone speed limit because we're still going to be pouring sidewalks. We're still going to be pouring driveways. We're still going to have the guys out there working for the next several weeks. Now, I think some people, John, might get, might get a little confused on that there has been work done along uh, Washington Avenue farther down. I mean, just yes. they might think that's part of the project we're talking about. It is. It is it's preliminary stuff though right it's all that was all utility work right mm-hmm. that's not what we we talk about get excited that's stuff that needs to be done prior to right and they actually were doing the same work in the work zone right now uh but they were working around us and with us kind of simultaneously okay i got you all right yeah. wow okay that's just a little part mm-hmm. just a little part all right let's take a break we'll have more after this a waov Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Back in the morning chat with Ed Ballinger on WAOV. Vincent City Engineer John Sprague, our guest this segment. Well, we spent a segment talking about Washington Avenue. There's other things going on, though, in this town mm-hmm. and projects-wise. Uh, where do you want to go next? Um, well, I just had a thought this morning. I, I, I'm One of the next items on my list is I need to get a hold of my, um, my traffic subcontractor, um, the Eclipse, in, in April. Um, I've been meeting with um, EMA Director uh, John Streeter, um, Police Department. We've had several meetings over the last few months. And one of the things that we're, uh, one of our big concerns is getting traffic out of Vincennes after the, uh, after the eclipse is over. Um, and one of my responsibilities is um, our goal is to basically kind of treat downtown as like the core. And we need to get that evaporated. So, um, our goal is to send everybody out 6th Street and down Hart Street and out Willow, kind of like the three spokes away from the hub. Um, and what I'm going to be doing is all the traffic signals on 6th Street and some of them on Hart Street, 
um, we're going to flip those to flashing. So that flat, so they flash yellow on 6th Street, and they'll flash red on all the cross streets. And that basically creates this free flow corridor of getting people away from downtown. So um, we're going to have some work done on the signals. It's it's not a lot of work. It's basically in the in the back of the cabinet. They have to switch mm-hmm. a couple of the wires um, um, from one node to another to get them to flash yellow instead of red. So that's something I'm going to be working on. Um, and speaking of signals, we did um, budget in, um, I think it was about $200,000 for uh, some more upgrades and some maintenance on some of the traffic signals. Um, we've had the conversations before that our, our signals are aging. Um, we've spent a lot of money in the last, you know, eight years or so as kind of band-aids like, oh, hey, this one broke, we need to replace it. And that's kind of, we, we stabilized, I guess you could say. And now, now that we're stabilized, we've got some of those critical components replaced and updated. Now we're going to start maybe trying to get ahead of the curb a little bit, a curb a little bit. So um, new section heads, um, new, some new wiring, uh, a new controller here and there, a new cabinet here and there. Um, but, I mean, $200,000 sounds like a lot, um, and it's going to do a lot of good. But just as a perspective, if we were to replace one entire signal um, with every mast arm, every signal head, mm-hmm. the cabinet, all the foundations, we would be two hundred dollars to $250,000. Now, we talk about one signal, like... <laughs> Well, one of the areas I'm going to bring up, okay, mm-hmm. that I still think that we're not abiding by, and I saw it this weekend on two different occasions, 7th and Hart, right on red. Yep. Boom. Boom. Everybody's doing it still. Mm. That's too bad. That is too bad because there's a sign right there, and I'm like, okay, I know we're busy watching the through traffic over on, Wash- yep. excuse me, on Washington Avenue. I mean, the sign's there. There's just there's two ways. There's yeah, two there's t- two of them. There's two of them. Right. You can't do. Right. And people are still doing it. And it's, and I just wonder if it's, they're just not looking. Or, I'm sure that's what it is. And it's yeah. always been that way. And I could, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just thinking, well, I mean, I guess no harm, no foul, but it well, is. Well, and that's the thing. Once there is a foul, once they once they do cause an accident by turning right on red and violating that that right. ordinance, they'll right. be cited for it. Right, and mm-hmm. I think that's the thing is, I'm, 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 I was just thinking to myself, okay, if I'm a police officer, I see that happen. Do am I going to try to maneuver my way around, pull you over on where on Hart or wherever you mm-hmm. went, did it, and or is it just better off just? They will. They, I mean, right when we put them up, they they did launch in that ninety day window. They did launch. They called it an education campaign. They didn't issue any citations. Well, uh, um, I hate to say this, teachers. Several failed, so right. <laughs> just I just like I said, I saw yeah. it twice this weekend. Yeah, which really struck me. It may of. be time for a refresher. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, I was just wondering. Now, getting back to how much you said it costs to do this. Mm-hmm. Now let's take that that signal for instance. Sure. Okay, I think it's it's a good signal. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it does affect four different ways. I mean, mm-hmm. you are paying two hundred thousand dollars for one light, but that light affects many. Oh yeah, areas. it's so an important. I, I don't think anywhere. I mean, I don't think you know. You got to bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. Yep. You know, I don't know where we come up with the money that, for that, but yeah, lights are important. Believe me. Right. Yeah, and and that those two signals have new uh, controllers in them. 
Okay. So, and then we got them. Um, the reason we got the new controllers is because we synced up those two lights, so they they function as a pair now. Um, and just as a as an, a, another example of that, we have um, seventh and college and sixth and college. Those are not paired up uh, due to our. I mean, despite our best efforts, they're not synced up. Um, and we did. Um, hire a contractor to put those same control modules on there, but they weren't compatible with those controllers. So those two controllers getting updated are at the top of our list once the 2023 budget rolls in uh, to get those controllers updated so we can put the those other modules on there so we can get 7th and college and 6th and college synced up just like 6th and 7th and heart. Okay, let me... Uh, <laughs> let's, I guess for somebody out there who don't realize, how old are our s- signals? I mean, seriously, I mean, are they 30, 40 years old? Or? Right. Um, I, I do know that our newest signals, uh, which would be, well, there's, there's, two, there's two classes of newest signals. Our newest signals are actually second and main and second and heart. And those are uh, eight years old. Okay. Uh, those are our newest. So that's kind of their, but those were part of federal aid projects that we did in 2014, 2015. The next classification of newest, I would say, are the is the Sixth Street Corridor. And my understanding is that project was completed in the late 90s, 96, 97, 98. Uh, so there's 20, 25 years old for those. And those are our next classification of newest. And then you start talking about Sixth and Heart, Seventh and Heart. And those are, I have no idea. I think 40 may be the right, <laughs> the right, maybe 50. I don't know. Oh, goodness gracious. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, these these signals, they, they don't even make replacement parts for them. And we're starting to flirt with that <laughs> with the ones on 6th Street that I call our, our new signals. Um, and that's why we had to replace a cabinet at State, uh, Minneapolis, and St. Clair. All three of those three cabinets went down. We couldn't get enough parts to fix them, and we had to replace the entire cabinet. Wow, that yeah. old? That's old. Yeah, and that was twenty. That was about twenty twenty two thousand dollars each, and those were emergency emergency band aids mm-hmm. that we had to yeah. fund. How do you budget this? I mean, we just got done with the budget. Do you say to yourself, okay? I know that we're going to have to replace two or three lights. I mean, mm-hmm. is, is that what it is? I or? did. I went through and I'm like, um, I talked to the street department and, you know, we looked at what we have on, on as far as parts go. We looked, we talked about what our um, critical items are. They, they spent, um, their traffic guy spent three days trying to replay, repair one signal head at Veterans Drive. And it was such a garbled mess of wiring and, and splicing that it, it took him three days to figure it out. And finally he did, and he was really excited, and I was really excited for him too. We finally got it figured out. But that led to the thoughts about maybe we need to rewire some of these things, get new section heads, um, things like that. So, um, But the way it's budgeted is each department head, um, usually in July, uh, we get a, it's called a capital capital improvements spreadsheet. And mm-hmm. basically we, we monetize these big projects that we want to do and we, we break them out over the next five years. It's like a five-year plan. Um, so I spoke with the mayor and, we, and I sat down and I said, hey, I want to put some money in here for signals for this work. And 
I'm, you know, I'm thinking $200,000 in, in one year, I think is going to be great. So then he takes all of those and those don't become necessarily line items, but, um, he sends those over to our, uh, um, Reedy and they work their magic and they break everything down and I don't know how they do it, but then it gets put into the budget and in, in the way they do it. Okay. All right. So what we've learned today is we're getting closer to Washington Avenue's first phase or whatever. Yep. Very close. Very close. And we're working on our lights. No drying Traffic through. signals. Yeah, traffic signals. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. So, I mean, uh, big things to do. Uh-huh. Big, big projects. Yep. And we're hoping, um, the rumor is November 3rd, we might hear about our CCMG award. That'd be great. And we're really excited about that because we have um, Hart Street from 15th Street out to the end uh, in that application. Also, real quickly, is paving done? Yes. Yep. And I'm going to be closing out that project with NDOT here very soon. All right. Well, good seeing you. I'm yeah. I'm sure we'll see you in a couple of weeks with another update. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, John. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. Ty Blythe from Pace joins us. I would say what your title is, but it's going to change here in a matter of days. It's true. Yes. Yeah. Right now I'm the... What, it, what Chief Operating Officer. And you're going to be the... I will be the Executive Director starting November 1st. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I didn't know how to approach that without yes. coming off like, wow, you know. But it is a wow moment. Before we get going, and I haven't even looked at your list. She always gives me a list. God love her, I tell you. <laughs> I try to be prepared. You are. Yeah, it helps me be prepared, too. All right. You are becoming the the new mm-hmm. Chief Operating Officer. Well, no, you are Chief Operating Officer. I'm... The new executive director. Yes. The reason you're getting it is because somebody's retiring. I know. Our longtime CEO, Dr. Bertha Proctor, is retiring. Um, she is effect- She's actually leaving January 5th, but we are going to co-lead November 1st through January 5th. Um, she has been with the agency for over 26 years and been executive director for almost 20 of those years. Wow. Isn't that crazy? And it's crazy. She's an outstanding lady. I mean, I know she's some big shoes to fill. They're shoes that can't be filled. Okay, but you're going to put your own swing on things. That's right. Uh, that's, that's the way to go. But I think that's all a person can do in yeah. any position or role or whatever they take. They just be the best they can. Okay, what have you learned from her? So many things. So many things. Bertha has been an amazing leader. She is fearless. She is hilarious. She knows the importance of relationships and how important those are to achieving things. And she's not afraid to push people. And that's something that um, 
is interesting about her. She will definitely push people beyond what they think they're capable of doing. And I think that's a positive thing because a lot of times people are afraid or they don't even want to try. And um, she doesn't really accept those as excuses. So I hope to be able to model some of those things that I, I learned uh, from her. Yeah, she is. All right. But there is a retirement party for her coming up. Big retirement party. Can't wait. This Friday, uh, Highland Woods. The doors will open at 6. And then at 6.30, we're going to have a, a short I don't want to say ceremony presentation. I don't know. Some people are talking at 6.30 and then at 7 o'clock, we have the Endless Summer Band, which is a fantastic band out of Indianapolis. So they'll be dancing from 7 to 10 and appetizers and a cash bar and just a, a really good time to celebrate all the positive things that Bertha has done. All righty. So make sure everybody realizes that's on Friday, October 27th. Yes. Okay. All right. Head Start Awareness Month. Tell me about that. It's Nationwide Head Start Awareness Month. So I saw, I was watching my Dolphins play last night on football. Saw uh -huh. Carrie's commercial. Yeah. Like, I know her. Yeah. I know. We're famous. Face is famous I all guess, over. Yeah. So we want to share that. We want to share the passion that so many of our staff have um, about serving children and families. And with it being Head Start Awareness Month, we wanted to talk a little bit about Head Start and early Head Start and how important that is to the entire community. Okay, um, for those who aren't familiar with Head Start or maybe their children didn't go through it, mm -hmm. or maybe they haven't had children yet, mm -hmm. but it, maybe it's in the plans or whatever. Let's just talk about what Head Start is. Head Start is preschool services oh. for children um, three to five years old. And we have an early Head Start program, and that's early childhood as well for children birth to three years old. So basically, from the time children are born until they're five years old or until they're going on to kindergarten, Head Start is there to help children achieve their developmental goals. So we're, we know what children should be doing developmentally. We set goals for them. We work with the families and educating the families about ways they can help their child because they're their child's first teacher. And we want parents and families to feel empowered. And by educating wow. them about what to expect or how they can help, we're really able to achieve some great outcomes with the kids in our program. How has this changed over the years? I mean, have you had to adapt to the way Maybe the education system is or? Mm -hmm. uh, one thing, of course, is technology. Technology mm -hmm. has changed. So adding that into the classrooms and how do you developmentally appropriately add that in? So it's not just sticking a child in front of a screen, <sighs> but actually teaching them how to do things or sitting right beside them and going along and, and instructing them on how to use education, educational tools and technology. Um, other changes are when we talk about staffing. So staffing way back in 1965 when Head Start started, um, the staff, I know it's a long time ago. I was four years old. It was a long time ago, yeah, wasn't it? Well, yes, it was. And uh, so we have more educated staff now. We have a focus on staff having degrees and professional development opportunities in attending conferences. And that wasn't always the case in Head Start nationwide. So those are a couple of the changes. Of course, children's behaviors are changing. We're unfortunately seeing a lot more aggressive behaviors, um, a lot more 
disruptive behaviors with the children. And that's where we are really important to the entire community because if we can identify some of those and if we can help the children and the families to figure out ways to help correct those behaviors before the children are starting school, then they're going to have a better experience in school and all the other children in those classrooms with them when they start kindergarten, first grade are going to have a better experience. Okay. All right. So anyway, that's uh, uh, something that to keep in mind. Now, the thing is, somebody listening is going to say, okay, but there's a waiting list. There's always a waiting list for our Head Start. All right. But here comes children. the key word, but... <laughs> It's not first come, first served. It's based on need. So you can apply today, and your neighbor may have applied three months ago, and when there's an opening, <coughs> if you applied today, you still might be the, the child that's selected for that slot because it is based on need. Okay, there you go. See, I want everybody to understand that. So. Yes, it's important because a lot of people question that or they think, I don't even want to apply. I don't even want to get on the waiting list because I know that you know, there's not an opening or I know there's a lot of other people on the waiting list, but. Well, here's the other thing apply. is maybe you didn't qualify, but maybe to unfortunate circumstances, mm -hmm. the next couple of years you do. Absolutely. And if things in your household change, always feel free to contact us. Maybe someone moves out, maybe a new child moves in. All of those things can impact the points that you receive and in the way we rank children to accept them into the program. All right. Energy assistance. I know, Burr. Have Burr. You been outside? I, I know, I know. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm trying. I love not. fall. Okay, I, I love fall, but my body doesn't. How about that? You love fall. Okay, I love fall, but the thought of winter is what. Then I start to be like, I don't like that so much. So, um, but as soon as it gets cold, people start thinking about energy assistance. And that is our utility assistance program for individuals that qualify. And a lot of people don't realize the income guidelines are a little bit higher than some people think. So for example, if you're a single person, um, which a lot of our elderly, we have over 50% of the people that receive energy assistance are elderly or disabled. So if you're a family of one, uh, your monthly income could be $2,251 or below. So a lot of people are just relying on Social Security. They're applying for our services. We're able to give them that benefit on their heat source, whether it's gas, um, electric. Some people are heating with propane. We even have people that are using pellets or wood. And all of those heat sources qualify for receiving energy assistance services. See, I would have never thought of that one. I, I always know. think I always think like family of four or whatever. I know. Never thought about people who've retired. Yes, absolutely. That's a majority of our people. So if you are a family of four, since you mentioned that, and I just so happen to have the numbers right in front of me, the monthly household income would be four thousand three hundred twenty-nine dollars. So if you're a family of four and your household monthly income is four thousand three hundred twenty-nine dollars or below you would qualify for energy assistance. And why not use that benefit? Because that is a benefit that goes directly on your heat source. So it gets directly paid to whatever it is, Duke, REMC, wherever your heat source is. And we know what heating costs these days. It's expensive. It is way too expensive. It is expensive. It is. And thank goodness you have this assistance. Right. And the other benefit for this assistance is once you are signed up for this, during the moratorium, which is in the coldest part of winter, your heat cannot be shut off. 
So if you've received the benefit, even though the benefit doesn't cover the cost of your heat for the whole year. So that's where some people get confused or they think they're going to receive the benefit every month. It's one time a year and, and it can be anywhere between two and maybe up to $800. It just depends again on a variety of risk factors that go into a system. And as well, if people have a disconnect or they're in threat of being disconnected, then they need to give us a call and give us a call before. Don't don't say, hey, I got this bill 20 days ago and my heat's going to be turned off tomorrow. Can you help me? If, be proactive. As soon as you receive that bill or you know that there's a possibility for disconnect, give us a call so we can help work through that with you. Do you think people, and I'm going to be one of them, I'm, admit, I'm one of the ones who kind of gets confused between energy assistance and weatherization. Mm -hmm. Do people get confused about people that? People get confused, and I'm like, they're friends. Think of them as, as hand-holding friends. So you can apply for energy assistance. Are you laughing at me? I just made that up. It might not work. We're going to try to walk this analogy through, and okay. we'll see if it works. Uh, okay. it, but, but I'm the one that brought it up. I don't know. I'm the right. one that, how many times have I talked to you and people from Pace, mm -hmm. and this one's just always confuses me it's because we do so many great things maybe that's it and but we, okay we, so they're friends they are right? well they are energy and weather yes yes so energy assistance you apply we help with your utility bill the money goes to the utility company mm -hmm. weatherization goes in and works on the dwelling whether it's an apartment a mobile home a home you rent it, you own it, it's on contract, all of that. It's about the dwelling. So we're going in and doing things to make it more energy efficient. A can lot you, of times that's a Can you be furnace. on both of them? Can you be on yes. both? Yes. So you apply for energy assistance because you say, ooh, I need help with my uh -huh. energy bill. And then you say, on the little checkbox, maybe, maybe I'm interested in weatherization as well. So then we look at the database and all of these factors are considered um, that the state tells us that we have to consider. And then we say, this is a home we're going to go inspect. We're going to see if it would benefit, how much it would benefit from weatherization. And that might be adding insulation, adding weather stripping around windows, or a lot of times dealing with the furnace. And so once the weatherization work is completed, your utility bill is less. So see how they're friends? They they're, are. They're, they are. They're working together. Well, they are. You know, that's a good point. I mean... Your analogy is correct. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. I'm glad that worked out. Yeah, that did work out. They're friends, hand-holding friends. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you, they can be separate. You can say, I'm just doing energy assistance. I'm not interested in weatherization. Um, and the one reason why I would say sometimes people are hesitant is they think it sounds too good to be true. They're like, you're going to come in and do $6,000, $7,000 worth of work on my home for no cost correct because it's a grant so we have a grant that pays for the contractors to come in and put in a new furnace or add insulation whatever but, that dwelling needs okay but now here is also the rub mm -hmm. okay you'll do that but it's also an education it's an education and it is not an emergency program exactly so if you're like my heater doesn't work and it's cold i need someone to come fix my heater weatherization is not an emergency program it no. is an energy efficiency program. So we do weatherization all year long, not mm -hmm. just in the winter. Right. So if you have a draft in your house, you know, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, find out where it's at. Yeah. I mean, there's a problem, but 
Yep. And we use science to do all of that. So our contractors are going in and they're setting up blower doors and using infrared cameras to determine where are we losing heat and air and um, doing some safety measures as well. We've There have been several homes where we have found uh, leaks, carbon monoxide leaks, where we're like, ooh, it's a good thing this house wasn't sealed up. It was a good thing they had drafty windows because they had the carbon monoxide leak so it's not just the utility and it's not just the education but we do focus on that it's also the health and safety issues all right got it understand it friendship absolutely one hand weatherization one hand energy all assistance. right working together working together all right kind of like the health connection that's right. Let's talk about the Health Connection. I love Health Connection. It's one of my um, favorite programs that we offer at PACE. And it is such an important program because mm. it's reproductive health care services mm. for men and women. So if our goal is to help people stay out of poverty, become self-sufficient, and maintain their self-sufficiency and improve the community, one of the best ways we can do that is to help people stay healthy and to help them avoid getting pregnant if that's not what they want to do. So we do offer these services such as birth control, STD, STI testing, education and treatment. We do that education for individuals as well as groups. So if someone says, I have a, a small group or a large group, that we want someone to come in and talk to them and help educate them about staying safe, then we have staff that are able to do that. All right. Okay, let's, uh, let's move on. All right. Anything else about Health Connection, though? Health Connection, no one's turned away due to an okay. inability to pay. Right. And it is the one program that we have that there is no income guidelines. So you can be, uh, you know, a millionaire and come in and use Health Connection, or you can have no job and come in and use Health Connection. It's a sliding fee scale, but no one's turned away for their inability to pay. So it's, it's very important. And the other thing about Health Connection, unfortunately, and with holidays coming up and parties and everything, is we have a certified sexual assault nurse examiner on staff. So if someone is a victim of rape or an issue like that, uh, they can come in and our staff are able to deal with that and help that individual. Okay. Uh, I do really want to qu real quickly go back to the energy assistance, mm -hmm. weatherization, and also Head Start. What counties, can you be from any county and anywhere to be in, in these programs? Right, good question. Um, Head Start, you can be from any county, but our services are in Davies, Knox, Green, and Sullivan counties. We do have some individuals that say like, oh, I'm in Monroe County, I live in Bloomington, but I work in Linton, so I'd rather have a, my child in Linton Head Start, and that's permissible. Okay. Yes. And what about the energy assistance and weatherization? Davies, Green, Knox, and Sullivan. But if you're outside of those counties, there is a community action agency that is serving you, that is providing these same services in your county. It's just not PACE. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure because we do go out farther. And, Absolutely. You know, the radio gets out there yes. in the other counties. And Health Connection is anyone from any county. All right. Okay. Wow. How I did, know. How did I come up with that question? I don't know. That was a brilliant question. Oh, uh, thank you. I should have mentioned that. All right. IDA. Last month, we had Haley Mincy, our community services block grant She did a great job. She did a great job. She is. Well, we have all great staff. I know. At Pace. But she was on last week and really explained it well. She did. And she must have done a great job because we had several people call afterwards <laughs> and say they heard her talking about it on the radio. So kudos to you. 
people are listening and people want to make differences and changes. So they called us. They said, we want to sign up for IDA, which is the individual development account. That's matched savings accounts. That means free money. Um, free money. You don't hear that no, a lot. No. $3 for every dollar you save and you save to try to earn a asset, such as purchase a home, do something, remodel your home if it needs some work done. Anything that has to do with going to school or maybe you want to start a business or a lot of people's favorite is transportation for work. So if you need a vehicle to get to work, you can save for that. So you save $1,000, you end up with, you know, over $6,000 and bada boom, bada bang, there you go. You have an asset that's going to help you maintain self-sufficiency. Wow. Sounds like it's too good to be true, but it is true. That's right. Pace is the one place where when it sounds too good to be true, it's actually true. Okay. All right. Now, how can we learn about all these wonderful programs? Well, in addition to listening to the radio, because you do a great job of getting our information out there, um, our website has information about all of our programs, the qualifications, the applications, when they start. All of that information is at PaceCAA.org. You know, um, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ty, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, also, we have our social media sites. So mm -hmm. we keep our socials active, uh, especially our Facebook and Instagram page. So check us out on that, and that's when we... We post a lot of fun things. The other thing is, if there are uh, job opportunities, are they found on these places? That's true. We do have job opportunities. We have, um, particularly for our Head Start and Early Head Start programs, and those job opportunities are out there. We have tons of benefits. We have a great place to work, and it's challenging work. So I'm going to start saying, you know, I want people to understand that it's challenging to work with three, four, and five-year-old kids, and some of them are coming from tough backgrounds, and it's not for everyone, but it might be for you. So if you're looking for a job, it's a great place to work. Heck, it's probably hard work with a 60-plus-year-old radio <laughs> announcer, too. <isn't> it? So, <laughs> so you're, you're used to this, so anyway. <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, just check you guys out, because you do so much. We really do, and we partner with so many others in the community. There are myriad programs doing great work here in our communities and check them out and we're one of those community action agencies that's just doing fun things all righty well once again as always thank you for your time always enjoy talking to you and the individuals from pace and continue good luck thank you thank you and have a great day all righty stay tuned more of the morning chat coming up on waov